You're listening to a special preview of The Investing Edge, Seeking Alpha's newest podcast channel. The Investing Edge features different shows from some of the top authors on Seeking Alpha, focusing on their unique styles of investing. We kick off on October 3rd with two shows, and we're going to share a brief preview of each one. You can sign up for The Investing Edge on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. First, we have our host Jay Mintzmeyer of Value Investors Edge Live, sharing a preview from his initial episode, which will air on October 3rd. It features Robert Bugby of Scorpio Tankers. Here's Jay. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Value Investors Edge Live. I'm your host, Jay Mintzmeyer, lead researcher at Value Investors Edge, a premium marketplace research platform on Seeking Alpha. Our goal with this new series is to introduce investors directly to relevant companies in the industry and provide a platform for high-level executives to directly explain current market conditions and answer some of the questions that investors have about capital allocation, current market conditions, and other situations that might not come across as clearly in quarterly conference calls or press releases. I believe this will open up these companies directly to investors and researchers and really lead to a higher level of transparency across the marketplace. Uh, we've launched a few high-profile interviews over the last couple of months, starting with Scorpio Tankers, stock symbol STNG in the product tanker sector, then moving on to Dorian LPG, stock symbol LPG in that sector, and then most recently Euronav, stock symbol EURN, which is a leading crude tanker company. We interviewed Robert Bugby, president of Scorpio Tankers, on Thursday, 1 August, to discuss the upcoming IMO 2020 regulations, as well as Scorpio's positioning in the markets. It's been around seven weeks since we conducted this interview, but I think the discussion is still relevant for investors, even in the current market, as we're just now starting to approach those catalysts in October, November, December, right before we launch into 2020. So the very fact that someone can ask you, wow, what are you going to do with all these positive cash positions is actually a great thing because it means that you have those those um, options. Uh, you know, it definitely was not the situation, right, in, in 2016 and 2017, right? So we, we came a long ways. And, you know, I remember back in 2016, uh, you know, the company had dropped, I think it was, to about $3 a share at Scorpio uh, Bulkers. And, you know, you had to recapitalize, you had to raise equity. And, uh, you know, Robert, I saw you made some personal purchases at that point, And, you know, that was a clear signal, I, I think, to anyone really watching the stock that, you know, now is the time to get in at the bottom of the cycle. And, you know, it's a very profitable uh, turnaround investment at that point. And I think, you know, we saw a similar thing, right? Not exactly the same, but we saw a similar thing with Scorpio Tankers. And uh, it, Scorpio Tankers, I would say the difference has been the speed of the recovery, right? Scorpio Bulkers has been uh, several years, right? Lots of money. When you're doubling or tripling your money, a couple of years is fine. Uh, but with Scorpio Tankers, right, we've we've moved up, you know, 50, 60% in a matter of months. So I, that speaks to the market there. Yeah, but this is this, this this is why we're you know we're begging our not begging but we're we're asking our shareholders and supporters of the Scorpio Balkers to be a little bit patient over this sting investment. That the easy thing would be to you know just the easy thing would be to say great, good, we we bought it, we could sell it fifty percent profit. Thank you. You know, I think as one analyst said on a call once, you could declare victory. Well. Yeah, that's just sort of interesting. But what is so different in the Scorpio tanker position is you've got this major catalyst. It is really rare. In 35 years working in this industry in public markets, I've never seen a regulation 
is an actual positive demand catalyst. Normally, regulations on shipping lead to extra expense. They are regulations either to make things more transparent, to make things more secure, to make, you know, make greater oversight, or to increase the safety in the industry. And all of those normally cost a lot of money. Here you have a change that for Scorpio tankers is going to increase the demand for the ships itself. And Scorpio Tankers has the most modern product tanker fleet in the world so and is the greatest beneficiary. So that's why you have this rise so quickly. Um, when EMA was confirmed last November, December in Scorpio Tankers combined with, you know, it hasn't yet started yet, which is why we think there can be a further, you know, strong leg or two upwards. The other show we're kicking off with on this channel is The Razor's Edge. It features me, Daniel Schwartzman, as well as Akram's Razor, a Seeking Alpha Marketplace author. We'll be speaking each episode about ideas Akram has been following for his own investing or on his marketplace service, also called The Razor's Edge. That could be in tech, consumer goods, retail, or beyond. But whatever it is, it'll be backed by experience and a lot of hard research. Our first episode was on a familiar topic, streaming television and its rapidly evolving competitive landscape. One question that came up as we talked about the players in the industry was how hard it is to find what you want to watch, and we were focusing on Netflix when we talked about this. Have a listen to the excerpt. What I, what I think is the question for you then is, we're in the period where content is everywhere. I think, you know, one common idea is that we're going to get sick of the fact that now we have to buy all the different streaming things to get everything we want. But if you had to give me the company who can best solve the, how do I find something I want to watch? Wouldn't you bet on the company that has solved other technological challenges around streaming, you know, and changed successfully pivoted two or three times before? Like, isn't that what, if I'm a Netflix bull, that's sort of what I'm saying is they're spending, but they'll, you're saying the challenge is there's so much. That seems like a decent problem to have that I can probably figure out. Okay, so here's how I think about it, right? Like we can make an argument today that people are going to – the shows created in this window from like let's say the last two years sure. and let's talk about maybe the next 18 months, okay? People will be discovering these shows a decade from now. There will be like hit shows that will go viral, Right. That were created in this window, and it'll be like, "Oh my God, dude, have you seen what's it called? I mean, that's a good glow." That was, and it will have had like three or four seasons, right? Because the deluge of content is insane, and I I can only imagine what's going to happen to Hollywood right. once this stops, right? It's going to be, I mean, talk about a boom to bust, right? Like it, it's going to be a bust on epic proportions because right now there's like. The old school stars like a Jennifer Aniston or a Reese Witherspoon, they're still cashing in on big checks from Apple because they want to seed content with identifiable people, right? And then your average actor, it's been like they've now been getting paid huge money, but there is so much work, right? That it's been a good business to be in, but it can't be consumed, you know? And we're not even just talking about like TV series and movies and, and, and whatnot. Like, you literally got to look at it from the context of social media, you know, YouTube, Instagram, it's hours in a day and we're well past that. 
Like that, that's where I look at a Netflix today. I'm still paying the subscription fee. I may come in and consume something, but the interface with cable has actually made me want to go back to sh- like to watch old shows I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. Like I watch old Seinfeld episodes, right? I'm watching you know old movies on like it's it's actually kind of increased the value of the familiarity of old content because there's so much new stuff like how do you efficiently discover it sift it out and, and enjoy it and we're going to hit a point where there's going to be right. a lot less right i hope you enjoyed that preview the investing edge goes live on october 3rd and is available on apple podcasts spotify google play or wherever you listen to podcasts We'll be featuring Jay's Value Investor's Edge live on October 3rd, then our inaugural episode of The Razor's Edge on October 10th. Expect to run the shows on alternating weeks, but also to launch new shows over the coming months. So if you're looking for unique angles and insights, as well as an enjoyable and enlightening conversation, make sure to subscribe and give it a try.